0: Goes another 20 year old Holy shit, I hate those guys got 20 year Somebody help these twins like It's time to figure it out, Ricky Don't touch me Don't touch me Don't fucking touch me Can we get a high five to start this one, please? A little sound speed Ooh that's, yeah, I don't know if that's. Oh, that's the way we should do sound speeds. Just a, a group high five group session. High five, yeah. yeah. Also, sick cups we got. I didn't know we had a whole copper collection here. Pretty fancy. Yes. Uh, this is how we do it on Too Many Jams, a show about all things twenty year old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed
1: some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused.
0: Um, who do we got today?
1: Today we are joined by our lovely friend Ellie Godfrey. Hello. She works with us. She's uh, a twenty year old. She's, she's in her 20s. Yes, and
2: um, I'm in my 20s.
1: And she is a big podcast person. So uh, the other week when we were working together, mm-hmm. we got to chatting a little bit. And uh, Ellie's got a lot of cool stuff going on. So I invited her to come on the show yeah. and to talk about it. Yeah. It's going to be
0: cool because as I was just saying before we started recording, I don't actually know. Like this, the anything. Ellie story, he I don't know, know anything, anything about, about anything, me. but Ooh. anything about anyone. You, you haven't, you haven't killed a couple hours
1: behind the bar with her.
0: No, exactly. No, we yeah. we literally saw each other for ten minutes at one event. Um, Not even. So it's going to be. I'm going to be as much of a podcast listener on this one as well. well. There you go. The questions are all genuine. Robbie has a bit of an idea, so you know, you two can keep uh, the story flowing. Okay. Uh, all right. Where
1: where 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 should we start? What's uh, what's what's going on lately? What have uh, you been up to?
2: Well. I just finished university. So for all my 22-year-olds out there who are, you know, finishing school, this is uh, for you. Where, that's that's where, when
0: everything changes. That's when the real world starts. Yeah. It some, you. some people so take I'm a year. So I'm in an interesting
2: place right now. But I did it a little bit differently than most of my friends did. A lot of my friends, they went to like Queens and Western and Laurier, and they did yeah, what programs. They didn't really know what they wanted to study, so they did like a general arts or, you know, something that not, you know, you're, you're out of time, you're graduating high school, and you're like, I'll just go do this. But I always really wanted to something more specific so i went to ryerson for hospitality and tourism management
1: and that was
0: right after you graduated that from was high school right
2: after i graduated from high school
0: so did you live at home or in res at ryerson
2: i lived at home for the first three years and then in and then i went away on exchange for a semester and now i'm for my last year i've been living downtown by myself which has been pretty sweet so so the bachelor bachelorette life Oh, in I town. got you. We yeah. can talk a little bit
0: about that. We've <laughs> talked about what it's like. I, I complain all the time what it's like being a single guy in the city. We can get into that. But I do want to know about, uh, so take me back. Where did you go to high school?
2: I went to Forest Hill cool. Collegiate. So I grew We're up in the We're in the village right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're in the We're village. Not too far I'm from, from where we, we are. Old. My grandparents all live in this neighborhood. Yeah, we
0: hang with them actually. <laughs>
2: yeah. We're yeah. actually going there after this yeah. for some, some homemade stuff. Oh yeah. You, you went
0: to Forest Hill and then at, at high school, were you like, I'm going to hospitality? Like I know that's what I'm gonna no. do. No. Well, well, your big thing was, tr- like when did yeah. the travel? so I
2: just like, I had a lot of, throughout high school I had a lot of like um, up, up stages, I guess. So my first stage I was like, okay, I'm gonna. Just keep this centered. I'm, okay, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I'm gonna be on tv like i want to be in Same. the tv industry love it so then i got on a tv show for one episode i was on a Which show i was on a y tv show no it was, way it was called extreme babysitting i was on one episode hell I was yeah hidden what? prank <laughs> hidden prank tv show extreme
0: this is it hilarious was, it
2: was so funny and like can I we, just went, Can
1: we like find this online You can anywhere? You can It's really embarrassing We'll have to dig that up Put it in the show notes
2: But like the crazy thing Is that uh, Like It's all fake So they didn't get The reaction They wanted from me So Shit
1: So wait Explain TV the premise fake. Explain so the premise of the show
2: Basically My mom was like Hey Elle Do you wanna Go babysit My client's kid And I was like No And she's like <laughs> On TV And no, no she's, like, she's like, she's a she's a TV producer. You might be able to, like, make some connections. And I was like, okay, fine. So both my parents drove me there. And I was like, this is weird. Like, why are both my they parents... They knew about
0: it. They were in on they, it. They
2: were in on it. They called my mom because I just did audition. You're a regular
0: Macaulay Culkin. Like, uh, yeah. you, the parents forced you into it.
2: So, so so then we I show up, and it was the weirdest, like everything about this thing was weird. The guy, the dad was, like there wasn't even a mom, there was like a dad and he was Double dad householder, the weird, we were talking and about? And I was just a dad and he's <laughs> like, oh yeah, my wife's out and I was like, okay. And then the kids were kind of really like, I felt like they were playing a prank on me almost. They were being like really, you know when the kids like don't really care when a babysitter's over, these kids were like attentive. Like they were like, yeah. let's you, do stuff.
1: You were like on the Truman Show. Yes. Everyone was in yeah, on it, except, except for, for you.
2: Me. But I was a little suspicious because these people, like, I mean, it was a house, like, at Bathurst in Eglinton. So, kind of in, like, an area where I grew up. And they had, like, chickens. It was, like, an eco house. That was, like, the premise of it. They had, like, an incubator with eggs in it. They had, like, this thing. This is a whole thing. They had this um, puck disc thing where you feed the the house and it like runs all the energy in the house and
0: like Iron Man. And
2: so basically like the prank was that the, the machine was going to explode and like go like not work anymore. And then basically what happened, what happened was everything went wrong. Like the, the machine exploded on me. Like there was a huge mess. The kids were like yelling at me, all this stuff. And then like my friend, Lana, like, runs out and she's like, you've been pranked! And I was like, where the hell did you come from? Like, why are you here? And they didn't like your reaction, so they
0: refilmed it?
2: Yeah, so during <laughs> it, I was suspicious because I could like, the camera guy after was like, you were looking right into my camera lens because there was like a fire pit thing and I was like looking at it. And he's like, yeah, you, you like, I knew you could tell that something was <laughs> off but I was getting it. anyway Unprankable bitch. so then I had to redo it and my and I was like okay here like my acting talents are gonna shine so then
1: oh so you had to redo so it then like I pretending it. like you were so then I
2: go downstairs I see my family my, my friends parents and her because like the producer asks one of my friends to like be the pranker when really like she didn't set any of it up yeah and then there's like a snack room and then the control room and and then we like redid the whole thing again. Anyway, so that was one phase of on my hilarious. life. yeah, you were on
0: TV once. You then I it's became fake obsessed with fuck. the food
2: industry, and I wanted to like be on the Food Network. And then I was like on Eat Street that show. I like was on an episode. You were on another show of Eat Street. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, you know, and then I just became obsessed. Ups- by like grade twelve, I was like, you know what? Traveling seems really fucking cool. So. I was like, you know, and I I didn't want to just like waste 4 years in university like not studying something because I don't really like school work, so I wanted to do something that was like meaningful to me. Yeah. So then I found this program. I applied, I got in and and then right after high school I started traveling and I have traveled a year's worth. I just actually calculated this. I've traveled a year's worth of time throughout my 4 years of university. So I've done a Okay, like, like summers, lot of like stuff.
0: all summers, basically?
2: Summers and exchange. Um, oh, you, you did some... Uh, what, so that was like six exchange? months worth, I, I'd say, the past, like it's from 2018. But before that, I would say it was a good six months. Like I was traveling every summer. What are some of these so, places? Okay, so do you want me to go through like and all it, the little while things? While like
1: working as well. Yeah,
2: while, while working. So it's not just like I was not just like fucking around and traveling. Um... I, so the, basically the first, right after high school, I backpacked Central America. And I was like, this looks fun. And that was- yeah, very safe. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was like, hmm.
1: By yourself? With I anyone? I went
2: with a company called G Adventures. I was eight, I had just turned 18, and that's like the age that you can go on these things. So um, I went by myself on this small group travel. They're great. We study a lot about them in the tourism industry. Cool. Um, and so I did that for a month, and that was like the first like depth into like the world of travel for me without traveling with like my family and or friends and stuff. And then the summer after that, I worked uh, at Fairmont in Banff nice. for a summer, and that was so much fun. I know like my I did recommend that. everyone go I work a lot of in Banff. Do that. Yeah, it's absolutely. so fun. So many Aussies, like basically in Whistler which is another place where people go, it's, I think it's like 60% Australians. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: I was out there over the, the Christmas holiday and pretty much everyone in the service industry at Whistler is Australian.
2: Yeah, everyone. So, oh, it's so beautiful out there. It makes you really appreciate Canada and where you like come from. Um, so I did that for summer, made amazing friends, still in touch with a lot of them. And then, Throughout, like all my travels, I would like take a lot of photos. I got a GoPro, so I'm like obsessed with GoPro. I've marketed myself as like a videographer and photographer for companies, even though I don't like to call myself that.
1: Do you have one of those GoPros, like the 360 no, GoPros? But
2: I would love to get one if GoPro wants to send me one. <laughs> um, but basically, I started taking like a bunch of videos, making photos and videos of my travels. And people were like, "Hey, this is pretty sweet. Like, how do you do this? Whatever." And then by 2017, I was like, "Okay, I was gonna go on birthright, and I'm Jewish, so birthright is a free trip to Israel." So I was like, "Yeah, I'm I, thinking
0: of going Jewish for that one."
2: Yeah, you know, I actually know someone that is Convert not Jewish, it. and they pretended they were, and they they went on. I've a trip. spoke
1: about this with my uncle. We, yeah, we, I really we had dinner conversations about yeah. it about how I could get in. You look and
2: do Jewish. Birthright. You could totally go. Jesus let's, was a
0: Jew let's I'm, just
2: make sure they don't see this and I, I'm Jewish from
0: the waist down as well so like if there you it, go it's all, and, and I think I think it's also our holy land too I think right wasn't it part of the whole our story as well yeah I,
2: kind of I don't I don't know I don't know either I don't really know I would say you could totally go if you wanted to it's a fantastic trip like it was amazing I can't believe it was a free trip we did like we like slept in Bedouin camps in the desert. Did you find any wars? No, that's uh, a okay. Bedouin cool, cool, cool. camp. Bedouin camp is like these um, these like people who live in the desert, and they have all these traditions. And we basically like learned about them, and we like it was crazy. And then we woke up and rode camels in the morning. Was Bedouin
0: Sound Clash there?
2: You <laughs> know they—they they, we just missed. Okay,
0: yeah. uh, That's where they, that must uh, been where they were born or something.
1: Yeah, no. no, I'm pretty sure they're Canadian. Yeah, okay, maybe they did birthright. Hey, I mean, you
2: never know. <laughs> maybe they started the whole thing. But um, so yeah, basically, so after I was like, I want to travel Europe, but I don't have enough money to do that. Yeah. So why don't I try to work for some companies and have them pay for my travels in Europe? So throughout the, t- the months before I, went, I left, I contacted, I did like a ton of research, contacted a bunch of companies and um, who I thought were interesting. And I said, I wrote business proposals and said, this is what you will give me, and this is what I can give you. I can give you a sweet video. I can, like, you know, be make help with like the energy at your place. You know, be like a good good vibes facilitator, is like what I like to call it. And so I I sent all these emails, and some people, like a lot of people, either didn't respond, or or didn't um, or said no. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to take no for an answer. So then I contacted the right people at the companies. And I kept pushing for the people who didn't respond. And they all ended up responding and saying, yeah, when do you want to come? These are all
1: companies in Europe.
2: Yeah. So the first company was in Italy. The second was in Switzerland. And the third was in Portugal. And so these are companies like the one in Italy was a flyboarding company.
0: Fuck yeah. And we did,
2: um, we did... Flyboarding off of super yachts in Sardinia, Italy, which is, and that story in itself is crazy because in Sardinia, they don't speak English there, and oh. I don't speak Italian, so. So how you um, get along? It was a crazy story, it's kind of long, but to sum it up, um, it was a very small company, so I was staying in my boss's house, like he was hosting me. Nice. All these people hosted me. You
0: he the one that you contacted? The like one yeah. that could speak English?
2: Yeah. And he wasn't even living in Italy at the time. He was living in the UK. So he wanted me to run his business for him with his Italian speaking like workers and who like run the jet ski and stuff. And wait,
1: you hadn't even met this guy. You no, just we faced communicated we, with we've him. We
2: Skyped and we talked to him. he and gave he, his house and his he, company. <laughs> and yeah. And he, but the funny thing, place? he was like, oh, I was like giving him business of advice and he was Like, oh my God, yeah, like come help me with my business. I was like, okay. So, basically, I show up at his house. It took a long time to get there because, anyway. It's a small town on top of a mountain. And I was living with his mom. And his mom is an old traditional nonna. Nonna. Like, traditional Italian woman. (laughs) Did she feed you well? And she wakes, yes, she did. But could speak I English. I get in there and she's like, "Ah, fuck." Like she's she's like yelling in Italian telling me to leave basically cuz she did not want me there cuz he had a experience with a different girl earlier that like he did not go well. But I was like, "No, I'm different. Like I like you'll like me, don't worry." Anyway, I was searching ways to get out of there. I was like, "This is fucking crazy. <laughs> I couldn't no one in town spoke English." I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't know what to say to anybody because I was really scared. I was like... This is fucking like
0: nuts, a, by the way. Yeah,
2: it was like nervous. Like, it was crazy. Anyway, finally I ended up... like. I, first of all, I had learned Italian by the end. I well, was, you could speak Italian. I was, could speak Italian. Now I haven't practiced, but I know Italian now. Like enough basic. to get along with
0: the nunna. enough to argue yeah. with, yes. enough to argue with the nunna. And
2: I, by the <laughs> end I was like talking with the bus driver and I was like talking with the people but anyway I found people eventually the mob. That and
0: now you're in the mafia
2: exactly that's insane yeah. what a story
0: <laughs> <laughs> congrats so now
2: I'm in the Italian mafia I work for the godfather it. um but yeah it, that was a crazy story I ended up making friends everyone was like in their 30s I was like they would invite me to their parties. Finally, the, my boss, Antonello, he finally came, and <laughs> and we did the super yacht thing, and that was fucking sick. We worked for the richest family in Holland in the, the Netherlands, is what they like to call it.
1: So wait, what were you doing in this time period leading up to when your boss came? So you you get to um, Italy, you're I with the Nana, was, and then when you're I was
2: like trying to. I was actually I was just like, well might as well like explore this place. So I went on like a boat cruise. Oh, you were yeah. just kind of hanging. I was like, just chilling. You were I was, taking
0: pictures for him, like content. I was taking
2: my own stuff, honestly. And, and well, then. Was he
0: paying you or just giving you a house?
2: So he was p- paying for everything for me. So it was like an, an exchange. It was like a work oh. exchange. So you give me um, everything for free and provide me a free holiday. And I'll create a video for you and take people out flyboarding. So the first time I actually took people out flyboarding, the people spoke English, like the guests. Um, and they the first time I went flyboarding was the f- first time I was showing the guests how to do the flyboarding. Oh shit. So <laughs> so they were so no like, Have you done doing? this before? And I was like, Yeah, I do it all the time And then they get up there for the first time and it was actually pretty good. Like I got the hang of it. Um, and so that was like part of my job, I had to show people how to do the to fly go flyboarding. Boarding? It's fun. Um, so anyway, that was the Italian experience. So I was there for like a month, and then this whole thing happened at the end where I like I got my scuba diving license while I was nice. there. I had like this thing called borrow trauma, so I had to find an Italian doctor and like could, had to cancel my flight Just and then, like then had to damage? take a twelve-hour flight. You damaged your Yeah, is,
0: you didn't equalize.
2: Yeah, not properly. It was bad. Anyway, that was a whole story. But my favorite part was Switzerland. I worked for a party hostel called Bombers Hostel in Interlaken. Damn. And my the reason why I found out about it is because my parents traveled there when they were my age, when they were like 18, 19, 20, whatever. And a lot of parents traveled there when they were like younger backpacking through Europe. It's like the hot spot. Got you. And it is honestly like the best place ever. Basically my job, they paid for everything again, they weren't paying me at the start. Um, and they provided a room for me. I had my own room. They give me money for food. I'm doing all the activities for free. Um, and also the people who work there are like some of the coolest people ever. So I made s- amazing friends. And by the time that I left, they were like, you can't leave. And I was like, I got to Like I have a job in Portugal. And they're like, well come back. And I was like, well, um. Yeah, I'll come back one day. And they're like, no, come back right after Portugal. Yeah. And I was like, Well, like, I can't. Like I have a flight home. And they're like, well, cancel the flight home. And I was like, I can't. And they're like, well, all, all the other ta- all the other companies um saw your videos in town, and the paragliding company and the wake surf company want to hire you to make their videos. So if you come back, we'll pay you. The two two other companies will pay you. And you'll get everything for free and we'll just host you for like however long you want. And I was like.
0: How good at videos are you, Dan? I was like, like okay. Is this, is this all off the GoPro? I'm really
2: not that good. No, it's. Cause I also have a drone. Oh, So it's GoPro's and drone. Drone is key. Um, so I was like, oof. Can't, can't like not do that. So, so you went to
1: Portugal. So then I flew to Portugal. The-
2: I worked on an island called Madeira. Uh, sort of similar, like not a lot of people spoke English. But that's where... uh, That's actually what
0: you get a lot of places around the world that don't speak English. Yeah, but it
2: was really cool. (laughs) It's true. A lot of places.
0: It's actually crazy. Most places don't.
2: I know. (laughs) Fucking American Canadians think everyone speaks English. But that's how you learn. And so then I went there. I worked for a paragliding company and I was there for two weeks and I made a sweet video for them. And then I was like so excited to go back to Switzerland because... To see all my friends that i made so then i went back to switzerland worked for all those companies they all paid me while i was like having the best time i went back for swiss day which is kind of like canada day there was like this huge party and then that was my summer and it was awesome it was one of the best summers ever and then the year after uh so then i came home you know, I was like, they had a club at the hostel and I, that's where I learned how to like bartend. So then I came back and I started bartending in Toronto. And then, um, in 2018, I went to Australia. I was, lived in New Zealand. I went on exchange to New Zealand nice. for four and a half months. But before that, I backpacked Australia and I was like, you know, why don't I do the same thing? So then
0: rinse and repeat.
2: I, I, I. Um, emailed a um, hop on hop off bus company called Loca. now they're called Stray so they're partnered with the New Zealand company and I was just their photographer so I was like hey you give me this pass to go travel like up the coast for free and I'll create some photos for you. And they're like okay yeah we'll give you this $1,000 pass in exchange for th- you only need to create 30 photos for us. I was like wow. you're kidding okay so i was gonna take photos anyway of like my for my own just like yeah. fun because that's what well i do use it so then i like ended up sending them like over 100 photos but they then i just like traveled the coast for free and they like threw in some free accommodation it's and nice. stuff too it was pretty sweet and then i went to us to new zealand and lived in auckland and traveled like basically most of the country both islands
0: Well you weren't working there though
2: wasn't working there. I was just studying there. I did like a wine course and we learned all about wine. I was taught by the masters, the first sommelier in all of uh, the South Pacific. He was so cool. We would, Wait, we the would first drink
1: master sommelier. Yeah. The first
2: master sommelier. Yeah. His name's Cameron Douglas. And we would do like, we would have like nine glasses of wine a class. Like it was crazy. <laughs> and have there to like spit, blind taste them. Spit, yes. We had to do blind taste tests. Wow. Um, but we had spit buckets and all the exchange students sat at the back row and so we like obviously we're not no no, no, no. (laughs) obviously we're not spitting it out like we want to get drunk in class yeah um so like at the end he'd like come and check and he'd be like no one's spitting (laughs) and we're like well we like to swallow
0: How I'm old kidding. is this guy?
2: Okay, He was really funny. He'd come to, uh, he actually came to New- to Toronto while we were uh, still in New Zealand. Um, he's like in his 40s. Okay. He's a cool guy.
0: I pictured the first master sommelier being like an elderly, maybe Chinese man. No, this no, is like a very hard is,
1: designation to get. So in the it's South r- Pacific. It's,
2: yeah, but I mean, he, he this is like his life. Like wine is his life. So he was doing this for a while. Does
0: he have a wife?
2: I'm pretty sure he does. Or so
0: wine wasn't he, his wife.
2: I mean, swap I think F. his wife yeah. is also like in the industry. Like I'm pretty sure she taught us a few classes too. Oh, cool. And they um, got some good wines over there, eh? Yeah, they you do. Tried Went a to some uh, regions. It was pretty sweet. Um, they have the some of the most, the best Sauvignon Blanc in the Marlborough region. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I went to Bali for two weeks, and that was the best.
1: Everyone talks extremely highly I of Bali. I love Bali, Bali. Yeah, it was one been. of
2: my favorite places I've ever been. Um, I did it solo, like most of my travels.
0: Yeah, that's crazy and though. And
2: it was so good. Like I made so many friends, everyone's so open-minded. and. I just can't believe you were solo
0: this whole time. Like You just show up yeah. there, and you showed up in Italy, and you're like, cool. Yeah. No one speaks English. It's a like
2: definitely, I think like a, a lot, a big thing now is like a lot of people want to start traveling solo because they don't want to wait up like their friends, like the timing doesn't work out, but they're scared to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, um, so I like to, you know, like encourage people to do it because if you're interested in, you know, self-development and you know, you want to like pers- like grow on a exponential level in a, in a, an amazing way, solo travel I think is one of the best ways to learn about yourself and
1: you've done all these trips solo, right?
2: yeah, yeah, pretty much yeah.
1: and and would you do it any other
0: way like would you
2: um,
0: well, I guess you really no. couldn't that work, that work <laughs> no. thing really wouldn't work out with people it yeah. Would, yeah,
2: and that's the thing like um, the thing is, I think for longer trips it's better to do solo for shorter trips it's better to do um, maybe with friends because why not also for like cities i think it's more fun with friends yeah because cities you can feel like very alone in a city sometimes when it has its own hustle bustle yeah yeah and then when you're in like a more like cool laid-back place like bali for example everyone's traveling solo everyone's just it's like a hub of like people meeting and you, and know, you when don't have to hostels, accommodate
1: anyone else you know no one you else operate on your own and schedule you just are meeting so, nice. so
2: many new people and if it, i mean i love meeting new people so it's the best way to do it really yeah. so
1: bali and then was there anywhere else after and then
2: that? i came home and then i've been home ever since and then i moved downtown
0: okay so let me let me summarize all that you you okay you did what our old, uh, our, our, sorry, our previous podcast guest did mm-hmm. where he he just like had an idea and then he just p- basically pestered the person until he made it a reality. And not pester isn't the word, but like just like content. them. was tenacious. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, our, our previous guest wanted a job at a company.
2: Who's, your, who's your previous He's a friend guest. of ours
0: from school, Cody. Okay. And he just was like, I want a job here. I can see where I can be useful. Mm-hmm. He didn't just like say, I want it, I want it, I want it till they gave it to him. But he's like, I can see where I can be useful yeah, to you. Yeah,
2: he can see where he adds value. And then he
0: kept writing, uh, he kept rewriting their blogs because there was errors or like like spelling <laughs> errors and he just thought he could do it better. And he kept rewriting it and sending it in sending it in. And then eventually after a while like, he would go like, he went to like a meetup and was like, I'm that guy like sending it all in. And then eventually they gave him an internship and a job. And, oh,
2: that's awesome. And
0: I see a different version of the same <laughs> thing yeah. I was thinking the same thing actually when she was telling this story and it's funny that you guys are back-to-back episodes because that's kind of like the first person we've had on that as I've seen people use that tactic for small scale not small scale goals but like more like uh sales within a company or mm-hmm. like they're trying to sell their own products so they're like oh I mm-hmm. went door to door and I just didn't take no for an answer but this is more like on like a macro scale like the actual entire thing you're doing was hinging on mm-hmm. this persistence right at the start uh, so from traveling all these places, being alone, meeting all these people, are you, like, did you come out different? Did where did you? Oh yeah. Like like what what kind of major takeaways from all that traveling did you have?
2: Great question.
0: Thanks. I do this Is this like 50th <laughs> episode. Or 50th? Uh, c- closing oh, in nice. on 50, actually. A That's couple weeks we'll Struggle be there.
2: Should party? Um. Well, you had a birthday <laughs> party uh, well hosted, uh, last uh, week. We hosted.
1: We it on your rooftop.
2: Yes. Um. So yeah, basically. When people say like, oh, traveling changed me, I wouldn't say traveling changed me. I'm still the same person I always was, but it's definitely helped develop me and grow me into the person that I, you know, am supposed to be, I guess. Um, Like it just traveling is amazing, especially when you go by yourself Because you're faced with so many situations that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And being alone, like, you have to really step outside your comfort zone. Like, no one's just going to handhold you. You have to, like, figure shit out on your own with, like, the logistics of getting around. And then when you arrive anywhere, if you, like, I'm an extrovert, so I need to be around people and talking to someone. Like, I can't be by myself for too long. Mm -hmm. So like talking to people, becoming friends and also just creating like genuine, like long lasting friendships, even when you're traveling, like that is really important as well. And that's like the people I've met have also helped me develop and grow and like have changed my perspectives on life because you grow up and you're living in a, you know, community where everyone kind of has the same background gone through the same sort of life as you. Um, and then you leave that, and you know a lot of people here have like egos. And then they, you're like, like let's say they leave, then they're completely out of their element, and yeah. that's just you, you, you know- as a bare person. You were a nobody you know? everywhere you went,
0: mm-hmm. which basically stripped you down to okay. yeah. like you had no, you had no, no preconceptions or anything. So how people interpreted you or interacted with you was you exactly Ex- as being you are, you. Exactly. you being you, and then it's kind of solidified. Like, you don't have as much, like, fakeness mm-hmm. that people might have here because, like, oh, I'm keeping up an image, or people think I'm this that, way or that exactly. way. Exactly. you were you everywhere else, and you come back, and you're like, I'm not just, I'm just more me than ever. And,
2: you, and you're and you like, people kind of validate things as well. So, like, um, I've always been a very positive person, but I didn't really, like, think of myself as, like, oh, I'm the positive person here. But then when I've been traveling, my, like people have been like, oh, you're a, like, a, like a glass of sunshine came into a, like our hostel. Like, they, like at the hostel, they loved me. They called you a
0: glass of sunshine?
2: But <laughs> so, like, you were just like a ray of sunshine that came into the hostel. Yeah,
1: because everyone's so used to, you know, sort of the same perspective and like uh, being around the same people, right? So yeah. it's a, you're bringing that- uh, A different energy. A, a different energy into mm-hmm. somewhere else where they're not used to it and it's more recognized by the people around you. Totally. And if you
0: hear if you hear the same thing in five different countries, you're like, okay, maybe I'm internationally positive. Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm positive <laughs> like, everywhere, so maybe I'm a positive fucking person. But also, yeah. you meet
2: people from all over in, while you're traveling. So, you could go to one country, but there could be tons of different international people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, did it's you really have
1: that funny. same, uh, did you have that same feedback about other places that you were like, you know, for example, did you experience a different kind of energy or perspectives from the, the people there that was noticeably different from the culture you used to back home?
2: Um,
1: you got my, you got what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, c- kind of like, you mean, are people just different when yeah, you, you know, it was there some
1: noticeably like, you, you mean know? like
2: in while I'm traveling or while I was like living in New Zealand or something
1: I, I guess I think it's different when just you're anywhere I
2: think it's different because um, for example, when I was in Australia, I was traveling along the East Coast in like peak travel time with like all these young like party travelers mm-hmm. and that's very different than like rea- a typical reality in Australia for a typical Australian. It's actually not. Well, it's not, <laughs> that's true, <laughs> but I'm just talking about I've rarely met that many Australians in Australia yeah, I know, I when I was it. traveling. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were from the UK, a lot of people were from Europe. Um
0: it's funny if if you want to meet Australians like go to Good Whistler, Whistler yeah. not <laughs> yeah, Australia if you want to meet my sister lived <laughs> in Australia so for a little over a year and uh she's now married to an Australian oh, met cool. him in Toronto Wow
2: that's, there's not that many Aussies in Toronto <laughs> I know wow, they they didn't link
0: up in Australia no at all, zero eh? she, yeah. met them, she, she met them she met him working at the the company the travel that's tourism funny. company in Toronto That's
2: sweet cool
1: Um so You've been to all these places and I know you've spoke with me the last couple of times that we've chatted that you want to do some more traveling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um you're doing a little bit of classes right now. What's what's next? What are some of the hot spots that you want to hit like in terms of traveling, like you know, that are on your Wait,
0: can I ask one thing? Mm-hmm. Why when you're having so much success with like media and travel mm-hmm. did you go to school for hospitality instead of like instead of media and travel?
2: Because it's tourism and hospitality. Okay. I was interested in tourism, and it's a business degree. It's a Bachelor Ooh. of Commerce. It's management, it's part of the Ted Rogers School of Management.
0: You ever heard of them?
2: And that's why I chose it. <laughs> I was like, this is the only way I'm gonna be able to be, like, do anything so in business. This
0: is to support So still I have that a business same mind, mm-hmm. totally. Okay.
2: And before then, I wasn't even, like, in grade, First year, I wasn't like making good videos. I just only like, I'm self taught Good enough
1: for fucking Switzerland, well, apparently. Well, I For mean, uh, Sam salmon what's it called? Samarita, or it's <laughs> <is> that Italian <laughs>
2: place? Oh, Sardinia.
1: San Benedito, sparkling waters. Salmonella.
2: Yeah, Salmonella. Um, ever been there? But yeah, so basically, um, I knew I wanted to do something in like, I have a very an entrepreneurial mind. But so I, I would love to start my own business one day doing something in the tourism industry.
0: Very easy. By but
2: the way. Um, for now, I think ev- the next trip, like I've, you know, when people are in school and in university and then they're like, okay should I travel or should I get a full-time job yeah like I've never tra- I want to travel I've never tried like you know done like, I tra- have traveled. and so now I'm like but I've kind of did it differently than the typical person where I have done a, all that tr- a lot of traveling throughout university while studying the tourism industry at a professional level in business so now I'm at a place where it's like my next trip is gonna be um, you know it, there's going to be a purpose for it, it's go, I'm going to be, you know, trying to co- connect with suppliers and, you know, a bunch of people within the industry, like connections is big for me for the next step, I think, because you know, let's say I run my own adventure retreats one day. I think that would be pretty cool. Oh, wow. So do it like my own way. Yeah. Like with a little badass to it. Like a lot of, like a <laughs> well, lot, of, you know, like badass, badass bait. Like, you know, bad, like, <laughs> like cool girls just ki- like killing it in the world, like with their own businesses. Yeah. I want to do like a cool retreat sort of thing because I love extreme sports. Like, that's like a big thing of mine. Like, oh, I love. Have you
0: been bungee jumping in Australia and New Zealand and skydiving? I've been
2: bungee jumping in Costa Rica <laughs> and okay. skydiving that's in New Zealand.
1: That's what you should name it. Badass babes. Maybe. Retreat. Who
2: knows? But uh, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't discriminate against men. I, I love having guys there too. I'm a badass babe too, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Um, it's so <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, unisex badass babes. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. I really want to hit up Southeast Asia first because when I went to Bali, I was like introduced to like the spiritual kind of world And there's so many interesting people like in Southeast Asia right now. And there's so many cool co-working spaces and there's so much innovation and like the restaurants, like as a hospitality and tourism student being in Bali, I was like, wow, they're, they're killing it. Like, this is amazing. The restaurants are like amazing. Their food is amazing. Like it's all so pretty and gorgeous and like, I guess, Instagrammable, but like, Mm Oh my God, it was amazing. And then, I don't know, there's just so much you can do. Such a free spirit, like, chill vibe there. Everyone's so open. So, I think, and it's also cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think um, that's definitely somewhere I'm going to go. And then, basically, after that, I'll probably just try and, like, work around the world for another, like, kind of do, no, for another, for a year or something, see what,
0: do you I, eventually want to come I'm, back here? Is this where you want to settle? Um, your, you know, set up I don't a,
2: know yet. I base? love my whole f- community is here. My family, my friends. My, I have a cottage in Muskoka. It's mm-hmm. my favorite place in the whole wide world. Um,
0: it sounded like you said advocatage. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> too. I like advoca- I thought you were avocado. Say avocado. I
2: have, I have advocatage.
0: Advocatage.
2: Advocatage in yeah. Muskoka. Um, so yeah, I really don't know, and that's the fun about it. Like the unknown is really f- exciting.
0: So you're not because you
2: never know who you're gonna meet.
0: You're not like us in. Um, you're not scared of the unknown. You're not sitting around thinking, "What am I gonna do?" You, you, you've never really had like like just from what I'm hearing, like you seem to have like you said a clear focus. Like yeah. you know what you want to do, and you're you're not yeah, afraid. I just that,
2: don't know the specifics of
0: it, and but that that's doesn't okay. scare you. And you're no. not worried. You're not worried about like when I think about doing anything. Yeah. Uh like even traveling. Yeah. I'm like, oh what am I what am I running away from? Am I deferring? Is this gonna <laughs> uh-huh. be good for me? Is this bad for me? Yeah. What am I yeah. missing out on? Do I have this money? Should I spend it on this? Mm-hmm. All the unknowns oh, become totally. like me like literally just like frying my circuits and you're just like, Nope, uh I wanna travel. You're not you're not thinking about I'm missing out at this at home or this could mm-hmm. be spent developing like it's not you're not having these same kind of things that we're having?
2: No, it's like uh it's like an internal um purpose, I think. That I've always had, Good word. yeah, yeah, and like my purpose is like I I don't like yes I see all the fun things going on and oh and like society telling you like oh you should do this you should do this get a job get paid like go into a full time job like when are you gonna start doing this, and once you kind of and first of all those are people telling you who have never actually gone and I mean I don't know but a lot of those people haven't gone and done that because they don't know how fucking awesome it is. And once you go and kind of just stop listening to other people, listen to yourself, because why are people trying to tell you how to live your life, and some people can't do this. Like, you have to have confidence in yourself and a purpose and a mission of where you want to go. And not everyone can do it, but if you can, like, like, you just keep fighting for what you want and if if you like if I'm someone if I want something I'm gonna get it and
0: I think I think we struggle yeah. with purpose and you're saying you yeah. have purpose and, yeah. and Robbie and I w- w- for a while like I think the more we get down this path that we're on now the more I feel that purpose mm-hmm. and the more I want something I can, I can see myself like like going like t- kind of like focused on it and stuff like that but it was finding that purpose for the longest time that I feel like a lot of people struggle with, because, I don't know, in this day and age, there's so many different things going on, it's hard mm-hmm. to be passionate about one thing. Like, and that's the theme of the whole podcast. And so, yeah. yeah. So right? it, it, it's, it's a cool perspective. I have some questions about it. Um, one, what do your parents say? Mm-hmm. What do they do also? Like, what's mm-hmm. their kind of story? And, like, what kind of feedback have you got from your life choices from just, like, the people close to you?
2: okay great questions what up um, travis here all day
1: i also i also just want to make a note I no, like, yeah. she said my questions were great i, I right? liked i liked <laughs> i like the point that she made back there first about doing a little resume check about who's telling you what you can and what you mm-hmm. can't do um because they're obviously uh or whoever that may be obviously comes from their own perspective Played, yeah. and place as well and um i like that uh just go-getter attitude that you... (laughs) Yeah, because, like,
2: people are gonna tell you stuff, but that's, like, coming from a place of their own journey. Everyone's Mm -hmm. on their own journey, and, like, you know, actually, before I started doing all this stuff, I had all these dreams and ambitions, and I, I used to say, one day I'll be, you know, working for companies and making videos and, you know, doing all this stuff. This is before I even got a GoPro. And then my friends are, like, and people would say, like, yeah but then reality comes and like you can't actually do that and I was like who's reality? yeah like I mean and then I you know you get a little discouraged but in my mind I was like you don't know like you don't know what you're talking about like I'm gonna like show you trust me try telling people and then I did try (laughs) telling people
0: you're gonna be a rock star it's hard.
2: Yeah, that's You hard. have to look
0: at in the eye, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm uh, gonna be a rock star, dude.
2: You already are <laughs> a rock star. I am a
0: rock star. You know, and it, it's try, you have to get over it, but I like what you said, too, about they're just people. Like, you're like, these are just people yeah. telling you what to do. And that's like my main point when describing society and like the structures mm-hmm. we've set up is that it's just people. And this is what we're doing right now. It doesn't mean it's what we've always done or what's universally right and the universe has said that this is how things have to and be.
2: everyone's experience is different.
0: It's just a great way for society to organize because a lot totally. of people can't do this. Yeah, And society works. It keeps, it keeps those people supported. It keep, Everything stays together. And no together. one will
2: support you until you've actually done something. Right. And then they're like, oh.
0: Okay. You you mm-hmm. the, the 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 day we become rock stars is the day everyone goes, "Yeah, we knew it."
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's
0: true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and that's we're so why proud of you But that's that. why
2: I of always if someone has like a passion or something, I always support it. I never discourage people.
1: We're we're completely the same way, and I think it just
0: I think everyone Unless they're bad at it. All t- unless 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 they <laughs> so think they are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like, exactly. "Yo, like actually, like maybe learn something yeah. or like do yeah. a course or I don't know, dude. Like. But
2: like when you showed me your song, I was like, this is awesome. Like yeah. you guys have something.
1: Yeah, it was wicked. Same with when I told you about the podcast, you're like, oh, I want to come yeah. on. And I think that, that uh, that mentality comes from being in like sort of the artistic uh, community, mm-hmm. right? It's like you you recognize that like it feels nice to like be supported by people. So you want to give, give off that same totally. positive energy. Yeah. Um, but back to back to mind. your question I, tell me you about I your so, life my, my dude.
2: parents i am so lucky to have such amazing parents um i like family values i have very strong family values really close family um my parents split up when i was in grade 10 right after i came back from a trip in england um right after the the tv show the the prank show um in in may and it was like a like a smack in the face like i did not see it coming um but thankfully they're still like best friends there's they've always been best friends from the start so we're really lucky that we can all be together still nothing's weird two Hanukkahs so,
0: if you know what I mean
2: yeah I mean <laughs> hey it's, that's like a lot of presents I know. <laughs> um but yeah we're still like a happy family um now my dad's remarried my mom just bought a house with her boyfriend it's like a whole thing but it's all By the good. way that's
0: a, that's a kind of a role reversal there like, if yeah. I were to picture parents splitting up, I would say mom got remarried, dad got a house with his girlfriend. That's yeah. what I would have yeah. pictured it as. Yeah, They yeah. just flipped the switch I on know. that one.
2: I know. Yeah, I think um, I'm not gonna, anyway, go into my thoughts about all that. Because, uh, <laughs> we'll save that for another time. We'll save that for another time. But it's all good. Very strong family values. Um, my parents have, I think they're like, they've really created me into who I am. Um, my mom, she's like the, the most positive person. She's like my best friend. She always, like whenever I have an issue, she tells me like the rational way of thinking. We just come from a, she's like made me very mature, I'd say, I've always, I don't know, love her.
0: But experiences like divorce as well, mature kids. You see a bit of the real world.
2: Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it brings yeah. It
0: brings a little bit of that, sh- that childhood shield down a bit where you're like, oh, like things can just happen. Mm-hmm. and the real world is... So, like, you get mature from that as well. It's yeah, a, like, and I
2: think I became a lot, like, a really positive after that as well, and I, that's when I really started to mature. yeah. It's, yeah, I had to, like, be like, okay, this is the situation that I'm in, because when it happened, I was like, life sucks, like, this fucking sucks, it's never gonna get better, and then I just had to change my mindset. But, um, <laughs> that's all in the back. That's all like. No, it's important, like, it's it's your all. painting,
0: of, you're setting a scene.
2: Yeah, setting a scene, and then, um... Yeah, basically, I forgot what I was going to say, but everyone's been very supportive of me. Like, whenever, my parents were always the people to say. Are
0: they entrepreneurial professionals?
2: My uh, mother is, she owns her own, she's a jewelry designer. She owns her own company. Oh, yeah. Um, I hear, are you into jewelry?
0: I make some bling. I'm wearing it right now. What's going on? We can hang out. Maybe a
2: collab. (laughs) I see a collab in the future. Perhaps. and my dad, it's uh, he works for his dad in uh, property management.
0: Cool. So, so they're yeah. familiar with entrepreneurship. They're not. They're, they're, yeah,
2: but I wouldn't say my dad is like an entrepreneur. Even though it's a family business, like it was
0: his dad that his dad started. Yeah. So, he, like, he's around. Yeah. It. He's got. She's he's around
2: it, but like sometimes I'm like, Dad, you should start this business, and he's like, I don't have the. Mind. I was like, I can't. Can you help me? And I was like. I could, but I got my own shit to do, so...
0: um,
2: I don't know where it came from, for me. Like, yes, I've been around it, but um, I really think it's, like, it comes from within, personally. Um, But they've definitely provided, like, the core values um, of, like... Who I am.
0: So they're not on your case. They're not like what's no. your timeline? Where no, no, are you no, going to no, be? No, Where are no. going to they work?
2: they're like we support everything you do and we're so proud of you. And I was like, amazing. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm so lucky cuz so I, I have
0: I sort of have the same. But it can go two ways. Super supportive parents can also sometimes produce unmotivated. Because you're like It's ch- it's so true. I could literally like fart into this wind cloud and my parents would be like I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and can
2: c- can create entitlement.
0: Yeah. Whereas uh, sometimes with other people, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of nudging from my parents is why I'm like, okay, I'm going to do fires this. Up. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to do
1: this. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's, it, it's it's kind of like when you're when you're out with your friends or whatever and it's, you know, you want your buddy to do something stupid and you're like, you won't do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much gets, gets me. You won't fucking everyth- do yeah, that. It's,
0: it's just <laughs> it's psychology. Like, like, when you tell me real. I won't do something, I'm like. Yeah, I will. <laughs> but like other people, they'd be like, no, I won't. Because yeah. that's just who I am. And I don't have to do anything you say. <laughs> so true. So, but you're saying it wasn't a factor either way. They're just saying they support you no matter what. So this yeah.
2: is. And, um, but the funny thing is, is that um, my brother and I are like complete opposites.
0: Tell me he's an accountant.
2: He He's uh, 25. So he's three years older than me. Or twenty ninety four. Mm-hmm. Are you guys 90?
1: We're
0: na-
2: I'm a 93. Charles, 93. Uh, a 92. Sup? Okay. I'm, wow. Nice. I'm 97. Geezer. Um, but he's like the opposite where I'm like a positive. He's more of like a pessimistic <laughs> thinker.
1: A realist. <laughs> Sorry, he, Charlie. He, he'd call himself a realist. Um, what, what does he do? He,
2: he just works for, uh, he's a major accounts specialist at a t- tiling company. Um, just literally did after his fifth year of university he's like I just want a job I want a 9 to 5 I just want a paycheck and that's gonna be my life I guess I've come to the terms and I'm nothing
0: like, fucking wrong with okay. that though yeah. nothing
2: wrong with that but he hates his job and it was really ruining that's his a mental part of it. health Oh, and I was like bro you need to find something else and then he got finally got like a raise and he's like I'll stay the day he was gonna <laughs> quit they're like we'll give you a raise and he's like all right. I guess I'm staying.
1: <laughs> um, I don't want to generalize, but I find people in much more traditional, uh, jobs or like tra- traditional paths, whether it's mm-hmm. like doctors or lawyers, they, they tend to be more pessimistic about, you know, taking chances and risk, right? They're, they're yeah. much more
0: calculated people. Totally. And, uh, yeah. They can't see maybe like not doctors or lawyers as much, but definitely more be like
2: accountants. Yeah, I just and I see finance. managers,
0: sales, or maybe not even sales, but like more like core activities that usually Corporate have a big b- a big uh, structure around them. They they follow a, a ladder. Everything is kind of laid out. I do see that from my parents, but not pessimistic because they're super positive people. Yeah, realistic. Well, yeah, realistic. What do you say, realistic?
2: pessimistic? Yeah, yeah. Rea- I would just say they, they can't like turn every situation into a positive and that's what I like to do. Yeah. Like I I'm a, like every if something bad happens I'm like how can we look at this in like a positive light Absolutely. instead of a negative. Some people can't think that way but that's fine. Everyone's different, right? That's what makes
0: the world go around. I think also being a, in the office, like my uh, my sister is a perfect example. Same deal. She traveled for a bit. She came back and she's like I want a job like I want to I I, I you get to
2: the point where you just do. She
0: she doesn't mind the 9 to 5 and being done with her work day at the end. She yeah. likes a, she likes a corporate style of here's my life, here's my work. It's all it's not all figured out for her, but um it's simplified and I think a part of being in that culture is society also kind of says, like, you should also hate Sundays and, like, complain about work because that's what everyone does. Mm, so I, yeah. I feel like they're all just like, this Sunday, I gotta go back to work. Uh, <laughs> but I like, think like, that's also just a part of the culture. Yeah. yeah. Whereas we have a friend that just decided one day to be, like, fired up to go to work, and he just changed his mentality. And I'm like, oh, like, you don't actually have to. Even if it's a job that he struggles with. Yeah. He's like, no, I just was like, you know what? No, work is my home. Like I'm, I want to be yeah. back there. Good. And then he just changed that, and I was like, "Oh, like you can just flick a switch on it." But I feel like the culture. When it's I like was,
2: everyone's. Try, if you you could be that person, but everyone's trying to like get in and be like, no.
0: Yeah, you can't. We <laughs> no. all have to hate this together. <laughs> yeah. You know. What I Unless mean? it's an
2: awesome workplace, <laughs> or like startup like the millennial like startup yeah. place. Oh, I would love. To, honestly, I wouldn't mind a nine to five because be- they have some sweet like that event dope we were offices at, that yes. event we were, it's, it's so, so cool. Robbie and I were at an event last night he was working I just went because I wanted it was a travel tech event and um like some of the sponsors who were there they have such cool offices like in the King West area and like such awesome benefits and perks and just like so much fun, and I don't, I wouldn't mind doing that, and it'd be fun. Nine Everyone's like really cool,
0: lit. Like I did a, I did yeah, a few did summers awesome work in corporate, if it's at a good place. I've done weekends I've done off,
2: a, and then you get off at happy hour. It's the best. Play
0: ping pong every day. Yeah. Free coffee. Yeah, like
2: you get a MacBook Pro. Yeah, at like, some places benefits. And, and, and they're know,
0: so liberal with what you wear these I know, days. Yeah, the you offices, can wear whatever like office you want. And they and got it. beer and fucking uh, snack fridges yeah. and salad oh, bars.
2: Oh my god! Yeah. It's crazy. Snack snacks free everything. Yeah, like dude, so dude I don't I don't need slides, to slides. You ball don't need hits. to
0: glamorize the entrepreneurial life cuz it actually it sucks as much as as anything oh, yeah. else. Like you don't but know how much That's
2: where co-working spaces come in and that's yeah. the new innovation. But still
0: you're paying for that. Whereas yeah, people true, are paying you to true. be in these offices. So, true. so they both have their perks and cons and different type of people are are suited for different type of yeah. environments where I value My uh, my control and my time management more than I value, say some of the pros I get from them, Mm -hmm. and I value these cons or like I put the cons from this side less than the cons from that side. It's like they both have pros and cons, and it's not all peas and gravy over here. Uh, No, it's
2: fucking, it sucks sometimes. But just for our
0: personalities, that's just how. I'd rather be in this shit pile Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean.
2: Well, I mean, you guys are musicians, like at least you have each other. Let's say you didn't have each other and it was a solo thing. That we talk f- about this. We talking often. And I'm jealous I'm honestly jealous like I wish I always like said everyone's like why don't you like start your own whatever. I'm like I can't I can't work by myself. It I sucks. need a partner and someone where we can work well together or like a team because being by myself like yeah, I can like when I'm editing, like, that's for me. But like, I need a team to get me there, you yeah. know? And, it's, and it's, you guys are like a great team and you're also best friends and you like our family, almost. But it's,
0: it's what happened with the jewelry business. I had four partners, it was dope. Could do it every day, all day, loved it. I was like, we're gonna make this big. Two partners mm-hmm. graduated, me and, and the final finished. partner got gotten, we just got on each other's nerves. And then uh, the business ended up in my lap. And mm-hmm. it was cool. I was going through incubators, so I had support, co-working spaces, but I was still alone pushing mm-hmm. it forward. And it became so not fun. Mm-hmm. And that and then I struggled, and I found Robbie, who at the very least was just like, you know what, I'm down to do this struggle with you. And that was enough for me. I was like, you know what, just just to have someone to go through it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't like, what are your skills? Like, what are you good at? Even even mm-hmm. there was a part at the beginning where I was like, we have to get you like get you going yeah but it it was worth it yeah. was worth chiseling away because yeah. just having someone who's a good friend who's honest who's willing to stick through the shit with you totally. is more valuable than finding some like workaholic that just is not gonna stick it with you it's not gonna yeah. be by your like your your actual partner so totally we've talked about this a lot yeah and it's
1: and it's rippled over into everything else that we do like all the other f- creative projects and work that we have going on so it it definitely makes it easy having that you know uh sort of backboard we can like bounce ideas off mm-hmm. of
2: And 100%. yeah is that
0: that's kevin producer kev. producer kev,
2: producer. kev the, the pod program. producer kev, you don't you don't have a mic going What's up oh hello
0: <laughs> good to see you um i think no i think we're we're getting close to the I hour mark. Yeah. But is there any things? Oh, there's a few things I wanted to talk to you about yeah. if we haven't if we haven't covered on them yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Two things. Yeah. While you were traveling, yeah. Was uh Was there any like love stories? Like, did you fall in love with some um, Italian man?
2: There are some a salmonella bunch man. <laughs> of, like you know some you meet some people. Some
0: salmonese man. There,
2: there's a bunch of um. A bunch of men that I've met. Yeah. Nothing that No, like
0: notebook-style romances? Long,
2: wh- where I th- fell in love madly. Okay. Because I don't, like, um, fall in love easily. <laughs> I'm, like, very picky with, you know, just things. Picky for relationship-wise. But, um, yeah, but the funny thing is that I when I was working in Banff, I actually, someone I met there, he was, works for a company called Kentiki, and he, he's been traveling all over Europe. He leads groups and he came back and we've we're always like, yeah, we'll keep in touch. We're in the industry. Like we like great friends and I always had a crush on him Nice. and he came back and he was the first, I think I was the first person I, that he saw when he landed and we went for dinner. It was great. I didn't think anything of it um, romantic wise. So just like, yeah, oh, this is
0: great. Know, and then we ended up
2: k- seeing each other again. Get the hand, it's other dinner. Again. He ended up staying with me a few weekends and, um, yeah, great guy. If you're watching, shout so, out. So he,
0: so of all and the now
2: he's back in Europe. So it was yeah. like, uh, a, it was like a, you know, short, nice little thing. What's, what's his name? James. James. That's my
1: middle name. What up, James. What's up, James? He's
0: probably going
2: to watch. <laughs> um,
0: okay, cool. So, no, I was just it asking because a, a, another big thing on this podcast is, as I said, like dating. And yeah,
2: I love talking about... Those are like the main podcasts I listen to. Do you yes,
0: listen you to the, 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 that the Chicks today. in the love, Office yes. and like the, the Barcelona Call Her Daddy ones? Or?
2: I hate Call Daddy. Same. Even though I literally have listened to 10 seconds of it i don't like it um i listen to um you up which is by the betches do you know the betches oh, yeah, on instagram 100 yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the girls and this guy jared freed he's so funny it's like a guy and girl perspective on modern dating and like today and then there's another one called girls gotta eat and they're like 30-year-old girls, but they're... Like they Sex in the like, City vibes? No, no, they're just like give like real good, honest... Just like they talk... It's a great podcast for a girl. Um, and then there's a few other ones, but those ones I've been listening to recently. And they're just like so fun to listen to. Like great stories. I've never heard of them. Lots not. of perspectives changed. You learn a lot. It's good. Good, calm, good. It's comedy. It's just good. So insight. do you
0: do you um, in Toronto and traveling? Are you thinking about like? Is again one of the things I think about. Also a picky guy. Mm-hmm. Have trouble with feelings. Yeah. And that, I, just always, I just imagine. I was like, you know what? It's. I think it's because my life's so tumultuous. Maybe I don't see commitment as being uh, something easy for. Like, is I don't. I don't know what's going on with me. So, so I, I find mm-hmm. committing to things dangerous or like maybe scary. I, I don't know. I've tried to figure it out, but when I think about decisions like traveling, moving to LA, I think about people, like a future, mm-hmm. like what, how is my love life and who am I going to marry? Because that's I think that's so important,
2: especially as you get older, you start thinking about that. Mm-hmm.
0: Do what's your philosophies on it? Like you, you say you're hard to you're hard to uh, get in relationships and you're really picky. But then do you do you use the apps or do you use like friends connections? like um
2: you know i dabble with the apps don't really necessarily like them too much because i like to go off of like an energy so i can match like the hottest guy and then we like meet up and he's just like not that fun to talk to and then i'm like okay well this is whatever you know like wasn't that fun <laughs> uh, like we could hook up we could not But did you? Um, did, would
0: you pay for the dinner, or do you take those free dinners? Because if you say no, you I pay for I it,
2: I'll always like offer to split it. And if he doesn't want, to, or he'll just offer.
0: But then,
1: but then, if he takes you up on the split, does that change like, your okay, perspective? I can. I
2: have my own money. I can. Oh my, I don't, my I don't like to like be the girl to make people pay for me. If I
0: was a girl, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm talking free drinks. I'm talking I mean, dinner it's dates. Obviously, yeah. great. Talking, I'd have a sugar daddy for sure.
2: Yeah, Um, but what I was gonna say (laughs) is that um, about like the dating thing is um, what they talk about a lot in the podcast. Is this is just a typical, I guess you know, your basic. But a lot of girls, this is the difference between girls and guys. Is a lot of girls. I think we were talking about this last time. Is that um, girls like go into a lot of girls like want boyfriends they want a relationship before they even realize like what they want like or or like they don't even feel they don't even like love themselves before they can love someone else so they like go in and they're like oh you're like a cute boy like oh now I want to like be like be my boyfriend and I'm like And then guys are just like, Okay, let's see where it goes before I like develop feelings and whatever. Girls like already go into it like, Okay, I wanna make you my boyfriend even though I don't even know if I actually like then it's like, Okay, what do you like about him? Like what's so special about him? And they're like, um They romanticize having a boyfriend. Exactly. And then they like it gets in their head a little bit. Where I am just like I love being single because having to deal with someone else's stuff is a lot being a commit to other people is a lot i love my own schedule i love like doing shit on my own um and like yeah it's fun to like go out and be with people it's nice to have like a person but i don't want to dedicate so much i know how much time and effort like when i like someone like i like someone and it's a lot of effort and emotional stuff too and that's like you need to, and I don't want to just give that to anybody. I want it to be someone who I actually think is like, is like that, like worth worthy, worthy of it. Cause, yeah. cause I, when, once you like know your value, I've throughout the, for so long, like I've just constantly been working on myself. So I'm like at a place where like, if you're not at that same level sort of thing where we're both two people, like we're doing our things and we're just like, um, we're not matching in that area then I don't know it's not it's not something I'm chasing I'm just like it will happen when it happens and I'm not like worried about it because also I it's also like the the reason why James and I got along so well is because we both have the same lifestyle we both get the travel lifestyle Mm. so that's something we like really connected on as well in the city it's like sometimes harder to, I don't know, I, there's like a, a city mentality that I like to, with, with everything, like we were talking before, a city mentality, and when I come back from my trips, I get into a funk, where Ooh. I'm like, it's like the transition period, and then when I go traveling again, it's also another funk, and it's a transitional period that I need to get into, but once I'm like in it again, like once travel mode is turned on, I'm like going, and it's like I feel like I'm on top of the
0: world. But, yeah. anyway. No, that makes a lot of sense. The, the relationship philosophy yeah. stuff... I don't know if I'll ever figure it out.
2: I think you will. You just
0: oh yeah okay for Give people chances,
2: sure. obviously. I give uh, for, I give people chances. I guess uh, I guess especially
0: it. with how much
1: you're um, you're up and leaving all the time too, it makes it hard yeah. for you to be tied
0: down in one place exactly. Yeah, too, and right? in my so head
2: too to be like emotionally tied down. Yeah.
0: So just professional relationships, like just like absolute like. Just completely professional, like just scheduling dates, like just send calendar no, invites. No, to be you know, honest, like
2: <laughs> I'm not. Like, I'm really chill. Like when I'm in Toronto, like I have a lot of free time. I'm just chilling. I live downtown. It's fun. Kind of cool. I love cocktail hour. Love a drink. Same. Like it's my Same. favorite. Like when the sun's going down.
0: Oh like, yeah. Pff, I just want do you, a drink. Do you, do you go to the bar in your building a lot?
2: Not really, actually. No. I like sometimes. If I had a bar It's really in my expensive. Building, I feel like I would that's true I like don't honestly I don't go out that much because I'm trying to save like another thing about being a traveler is you gotta save a lot of money if you want to go traveling again
1: that's true I guess you're
0: always so I'm very
2: budget conscious you're always
0: budgeting for the next trip we're the opposite when you don't need to travel you're just looking what what am I going to spend next yeah I I never
2: spend I'm going to spend mentality I'm not a (laughs) shopper I'm not a spender
0: I'm a shopper but I'm a spender Okay. If I have an extra cash laying around, it's burning a hole. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay. maybe I could buy uh, ten subs. That's,
2: just that's, how I, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the first I, thing on your I, list when you're yeah. a rock <laughs> That's how it is. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. I,
0: I, I do think the, the career is going to be. I think all my issues with relationships and stuff, I have a feeling are going to be solved by the rock star life. Totally. You know, or by and, it. and spending and like travel and like just how I like to do things. Yeah, exactly a, how a rock star does things
2: yeah you already look the part so i think you're solved on a, solved that,
1: by yeah. by a concrete Stop. Stop. by a concrete focus and I, I think that's like one thing that kind of like uh you know like uh confuses me sometimes too is that I, like both of us have our energy and so many different things going on it's like you've got all these businesses plus music plus the podcast and stuff and it Sort of jumbles up your brain oh, yeah. mm-hmm. thinking about that kind of stuff, right? And it, it's it's all kind of uncertain, you know, and what's next? And you're always thinking about uh, you're always thinking about what's going on in your own day to day schedule. That it makes it hard to, you know, slot in extra time for, for someone else. Someone else. Right? I, that's like
0: that's exactly. I don't have a lot of time. I,
2: I, yeah. Well. You, I was a student, so mm-hmm. it was class and then other option and then like. Fun and
0: go, go on 20 dates. Why not? You know what I mean? Hey. It's like free dinners,
2: yeah. Oh, it's a fun wow. time. Summer's gonna
0: be good. I really hope this gender role equalization thing speeds up because if it ever flipped the other way, I'd be going on. I mean, oh, I'd be getting fed like
1: dates, selling yourself. Selling,
0: oh, I it, it, the day. I hope it's, it's yeah. hope it's not too far down the you, future. You would have a
1: one date rule, eh? <laughs> it would,
0: uh, you know, you know, I, we'll see, but.
2: Another thing about dates, though, that I don't really like, for example, Tinder dates or whatever, or Bumble dates or Hinge or whatever all those apps, is I hate, the reason why I honestly don't go on a lot is because when you go on it, you both have this, like, expectation we're already supposed to like each other. Mm. We're already, right, like, the we've matched, so you must be, like, into me. Yeah. When, you know, I don't know what you're like in person, and I'm someone who, like, goes off of energy as opposed to just like what you look like um and then there's like an expectation sometimes that just like that i might not date. like like we yeah like i might not like you and it's sometimes an, like i feel bad rejecting people i also don't want to be rejected um so it's like you can you know, they sometimes they have an expectation at the end, like, oh we're gonna go here like a lot of people like wanna do like really late night drinks and it's like can hey, like, you yeah, know, to do what you they're want to go for drinks at like
0: twelve thirty maybe yeah. at your place?
2: Yeah, literally that's <laughs> happened a bunch of times. And um it's like I don't know, I'm just like not into that so much. Like I like to I don't blame you. I like <laughs> to get to I like to know that I like someone first. Yeah. And like really in, in like a friend Just like as a person, before we, before I mean, it depends. It depends. I love this. This is like stream of of
0: consciousness.
2: (laughs) So like, I'm just saying like, there's an expectation that, or even if you don't like them, like you have to like, either ghost them, say no, like send them like a sorry text. You have to make it out. And it's like it's not fun to make an out all the time. You have you an out.
0: You're like I could be traveling at any minute.
2: True. Yeah. Or you just make up a lie but, and then but, you run into them. you back.
0: But but when you
1: go to meet them, you have to you have to make an out. So so that, you know in case like it's I it's see, not going well. Then I you see just,
2: the yeah. date all the way through. Listen. Yeah, you, you give them a kiss. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah. And then you're a bit hard to contact for the next date. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. It's <laughs> simple. It's um, happened
2: many times.
0: Uh, this is great. I want to wrap things up. Yeah. And I, this is the first time I heard your story. So I think it's really cool. Oh, thanks. And uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I like that this conversation wasn't all about unsureness because that's a lot of ours are like, how unsure are you? And they're like, so unsure. Oh, really? How unsure are you? I'm like, fucking, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, you're kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum. You're like, wow, this is what I'm doing, it. bitch. Like, I'm going around and I'm going to do all this stuff. And I like listening to that energy. Um, is there anything you wanted to say to say say there's someone out there listening it's no pressure if you don't we can just say some bullshit but anything you want to say to wrap things up you know
2: um yes I'd like to say to all my 20 year olds out there to not listen to the crowd do what feels right to you at your own pace if you have a desire in you that you want to follow, but the outside world is telling you that it might not be realistic, or you have some sort of like passion that you want to explore, just fucking do it and see where it takes you. And, and meet new people and get outside your like little bubble that you're in because your world will open up once you do. So cool. that's what I'm gonna say. That was really well said. Oh,
1: thank you. I, th- I think I was just, I was just thinking to myself if, if I was put on the spot like that on a podcast I'd probably struggle to
0: make such like a coherent to, uh, statement like that. Yes, I'd I so. love
2: to be a motiva- motivational speaker. Robbie on was, that was pretty great.
0: funny early days podcast. I'd be like, and what do you think, Robbie? He'd be like.
2: Yeah, oh, I remember. He, 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 would, he, would, he would tell me he's I've like grown,
0: He's I've like grown, yeah. I know it's just a recording yeah. and we can edit it, but for in his mind Robbie's sitting in front of two hundred people right now. And, and he's like, I felt like I was on stage all over again. I know, that's what I yeah. that's
2: what I commented on when um I first listened. I was yeah. like, Trav just like talks the whole time and then Robbie sneaks in there with like a few like yeah, we'll try, you very know, meaningful to this wall for
0: yeah, the next yeah. Hour sometimes you I, I chat to, to this guy <laughs> right here
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah hey she's a she's a great one oh it's a girl I didn't yeah, know I, I think was it's hitting a girl. on it. Yeah. this, oh,
0: this, this wall nice. got What's a up, great baby? story too that's a nice wall um, but yeah uh, thank
2: you so much for having me thanks
0: for coming it was a great time thanks for sharing your story and we'll wrap this up Robbie we will see you next Tuesday adios
2: ciao you